We're wrapping up our first season of iHeart Magazines. Sylvia Skeen and I, Asna Sheikh, spoke with so many special guests in the magazine industry. Today, I'm looking back at some of the conversations we had. We asked a few rapid-fire questions to each guest, and their candid answers will make you think about all the things that make magazines so great. That's coming up today on iHeart Magazines, the podcast from the Magazine Association of BC, sharing the love of making and reading West Coast magazines. So obviously, the first question Sylvia and I asked each guest was, what do you like about magazines? Seems an obvious one, I know. But boy, does it get people talking. Andrea Bennett, an award-winning writer and the managing editor at the TAI, put it perfectly. The special thing about magazines is variety and narratives. And more than one person pointed out that most emerging writers start out with getting published in magazines. Leah Edwards, a previous program and comms manager at the National Media Awards Foundation, and writer and editor Lou Palmer were both keen to point this out. And here's award-winning writer Carly Baker speaking on this. I would say they are the best place to learn about what's going on and what's coming up creatively and socially. There is just something special about the magazine format. Dave Musgrave, content director of BBC History's History Extra podcast, puts it quite well. Have a listen. I think um, content curation is still a skill and an art, and there is something that editorial people can deliver to uh, a niche audience that is is particularly um, uh, aligned to magazines and periodicals. Um, if you're interested in a certain topic, you can do your own research, you can you know go on the web and you can find stuff. But if you've got a, an acknowledged expert, someone who knows about content creation and editorial skills, then they can produce a product which really speaks to you. And I think that still holds true, even though we're moved in, you know, far beyond the, the 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 traditional origins of the print magazine into the digital space. I think it still very much holds true. Magazine makers are definitely pros at what they do, and that's because we have a special kind of audience. Award-winning photographer and writer Jesse Winter explains here. What we traditionally think of as magazine versus newspaper versus TV are starting to blur a little bit in the digital space. But what I really enjoy about the magazine approach to storytelling is that you have more time, you have more space. I find there's a little more room for nuance because the readership tends to be a little more forgiving. If you think of the audience for a book as Deciding to engage with a book length piece requires a certain amount of commitment from the audience. And so that allows the storyteller a little more flexibility and a little more freedom to dive deep and know that the audience is going to be carried along through that with them. And I think the other end of the spectrum is like quick hit newspaper reporting, where the expectation is that if you lose the audience's, if you lose their attention, they're just going to flip away and they'll, they'll move on to something else very quickly. And I think magazine occupies this really important space where people who read magazine length and magazine style reading are a little bit more invested than maybe someone who's just like skimming headlines on city news or whatever. And that allows for a, a deeper and I think more nuanced style of storytelling that I really enjoy. The second question we asked our guests was about the last magazine they read. 
get ready for some great reading suggestions. We got the usual big names such as The New Yorker, Wired, The Atlantic, The Rolling Stones, and we had some great Canadian names such as Subterrain. Jesse Winter suggested McLean's long COVID issue, and here is Leah Edwards' great suggestion. I've been catching up with The Walrus. I just read their May issue on the promise of $10 childcare. Of course, magazines are not just print issues anymore. They haven't been for a long time. We asked our guests what their latest subscription related to a magazine was. Founder, publisher and editor-in-chief of Canada's National Observer, Linda Solomon Wood, had recently subscribed to Bloomberg to keep up to date with news and events. Leah Edwards subscribed to the Narratives newsletter. Andrea Bennett's subscription was to Anna Maria Tremonti's Welcome to Paradise podcast about love, marriage and a secret history of trauma. Lou Palmer subscribed to the Black Warrior Review. Here they are explaining why. It's named after a river. It's not it's not just the only black content, but it's about uh it's just the editor. Like the work in it is just consistently so good every single time. All these great responses just go to show how rich the world of magazines really is. And another thing that makes magazines great? The people who work at them. We asked our guests who they admired in the industry. Shout out to Shailene Knight, a great writer and mentor with BC Origins, who is Carly Baker's inspiration. Have a listen here. A lot of folks, and quite frankly, anyone in the industry who is able to find the capacity to to work right now at all, uh, whether it's creatively or otherwise. But someone I have been thinking about a lot recently is Shailene Knight. She is a writer, a literary agent, uh, and she does a ton of boots on the ground work to help emerging writers. But Also, this is very important. She also makes time for herself. It's not the rise and grind that I'm talking about here so much as her generosity to everyone, including herself. I really admire that. And you can hear the admiration in Linda Solomon Wood's voice as she speaks about Monica Bowerlein at Mother Jones. I am a big fan of Monica Bowerlein at Mother Jones. And I, I really admire her because she's CEO of Mother Jones and she writes these phenomenal letters that convince people to subscribe and to donate that are just like set the industry standard because they're so full of passion for the journalism they're doing. She articulates it so well. She weaves it in with, you know, the issues of society and it's amazing. And also she works with a guy named Steve Katz, who's the publisher. And I think Steve is just an inc- a wonderful magazine publisher. Magazines require a lot of thought and care from the people who make them. So what is something that drives people on as they work every day? We asked our guests and they had some incredibly thoughtful answers. Here's Andrea Bennett's advice. Same answer as before. Be thorough, be thoughtful, be fair, be interesting. Carly Baker has great advice, whether you're a magazine professional or a writer, on what to keep in mind as you start work every day. I love the fact that this makes it sound like I work every day, which we will just go with. Um, but no matter, I basically, it's no matter how intimidated I am, and I'm always intimidated right before I start work, it's going to feel pretty great once I actually get started. It's great once you actually get your start, but you got to start somewhere. And origins are often not that glamorous. Andrea Bennett did their share of unpaid work. Unpaid, I used to make zines with the Kazoo Art Collective in Guelph, Ontario. Paid was the poetry editor for Prism International. It's still work if it's unpaid, I would say. 
Travel and lifestyle journalist Lisa Cadane has an endearing response to this question. I published my first magazine story for Outpost magazine, a travel magazine out of Toronto, I believe, in 1999 or 2000. It was about a silver mine in Bolivia. And I think I got paid $500, which at the time was like a crazy amount of money. (laughs) It's important to remember that you might have humble beginnings outside of the magazine world, but that doesn't mean you can't make it in. Here is multidisciplinary artist Adele Arop talking about her first job. I worked in a pizza parlor uh, making pizzas with like the hat and the whole chef's outfit. It's kind of embarrassing. Um... <laughs> it sounds fun though. Was it fun? <laughs> it was fun, but like I, did, I didn't like, like you had to wear that little chef's hat and, and the whole little fit. And like I was kind of like, oh, I want to look cute at work because like, you know, you're 15. Right. <laughs> that was, I didn't feel cute in the outfit. So it was a little bit embarrassing, but it was a fun first job. The final question we asked each guest on the podcast was, what advice would you give to your younger self? Lou Palmer says, Be less shy. Take time to talk to more people and connect. Speaking of taking your time, here is Jesse Winter's advice. Slow down and be patient. I think a lot of early career journalists are in a huge rush to get their names in big publications to to make it I mean I don't even know what making it looks like anymore the industry is in a really difficult period right now and it has been for a long time photojournalism in particular is in a bit of a crisis it's unclear whether it's viable as a as an industry going forward I'm involved with some other photographers and a group called the United Photojournalists of Canada and we're trying to tackle those issues But I think overall, learning to slow down and to be patient, both in terms of like the individual photographs that you're making, the good photos always come with patience, the better access comes with patience, just slowing down and realizing that you have time, you don't have to do everything all at once. I think that's something that I'm still trying to learn that lesson. And I, yeah, I wish 22 year old me knew that. Regina Erak, who is an international media licensing expert, advises that you should follow your heart. Everything will be okay. You know, follow your heart. Um, you don't need to worry so much. Um, you know, you don't have to strive for, for perfection where it's not adding anything to the overall bottom, bottom line because it's so easy to get carried away and get worried about that. And, and I would say don't be so hard on yourself. Here is Dave Musgrove echoing Regina's tip about not stressing too much. I would say, Dave, you're going to make a few mistakes. Um, Everyone does. Don't stress about them. Probably nobody will remember them after a few days unless they're really heinous, but I haven't. You're not going to commit any really bad mistakes. Um, And what you do, you will learn from. So um, so that would be what I try and do. My favourite response to this question, what advice would you give to your younger self, comes from Linda Solomon Wood who is speaking here from experience. I just cared too much what people thought when I was a young person. I'm always trying to tell my grown kids this, that are still, they're still young though. They're still in their early twenties. It's just get behind yourself. If you could just really, I mean, it's, it's not just believe in yourself. It's more than that. It's like completely get behind your own ideas. Don't second guess yourself all the time. Stop it. Stop it right now. Stop second-guessing yourself. Stop caring so much what other people think. 
and follow that, you know, that thing inside you that is telling you to do certain things and do them and don't let other people stop you. And that wraps up this episode and this season of iHeart Magazines. We spoke with a wonderful cast of writers, editors, and magazine makers in BC and beyond. You can listen more from each of the people you heard from in this episode. Just go back to our earlier episodes for their interviews and readings. And if you want to learn even more about what you heard, head to maxbc.com. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook at MagazinesBC, on Twitter at MaxBC, and on Instagram also at MaxBC. If you like what you hear, please hit like or follow on your podcast app or rate our show. If you use Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a review. It helps other folks find the show. iHeart Magazines is made possible thanks to financial support from the Government of Canada with additional funding by Creative BC. This episode was hosted by me, Asna Sheikh. Production guidance by Sarah Hoyles. Theme music by Eri Samchishan of Koma Media. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.